Welcome to Jetstream Postgame, a presentation of Breezy Bend Country Club. Here's Brian Munns. Well, you can call it a picture-perfect performance, can't you? 5-0 the final in Montreal. Connor Hellebuck, his second perfect game of the season. And as a team, the Winnipeg Jets win for the 25th time this year and have cruised now to six wins and eight starts against Montreal in their so far eight-game regular season series. One more coming up on April 30th inside the Bell Center. Welcome to our post-game initiative jet stream for Breezy Bend Country Club, where we kick it off with the winning goaltender, Connor Hellebuck. Tonight was a, an overall team game. Um, we stuck to our game. Our details are right. We played hard, and we really took it to them. And they're a good team, and they pushed back. And I think we just continued to push and push and, until we got what we needed. Connor, I think you're up to 22 shutouts now in your career, but you've never had one in Montreal until tonight. Uh, obviously, a storied hockey city, a storied hockey rink little different with COVID but does it mean anything more to get a shutout in Montreal? No not necessarily Um, I think a shutout no matter where it comes is awesome especially in this league Um, I mean most shutouts are a team shutout and tonight was no different you know the guys are blocking shots keeping them to the outside and limiting the shots all together and I'm really applying the pressure in the ozone so I thought we uh, were a good team tonight. Uh, in the dying moments there, Pauly Byron came flying down the side. The puck might have been misplayed a little bit behind the net. Was there any worry in your mind that another one might have gotten out of your grasp? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, I definitely put a little bit of heat on it. It was a knuckler, so I wasn't too worried about him um, catching it clean. Um, that's definitely uh, a small mistake on my part, but, you know, like I said, it's, it's a team game, and the guys around me picked up the slack. Hunter, as a goalie, what's going through your mind during the uh, video review on that coach's challenge? Personally, when I saw it, I thought it was a good goal. Um, If that happens in the crease, I would say disallow it. But um, there was very minimal contact outside the crease. And for me, that's a a free game. Connor, I just want to ask you yet. Corey Perry's a guy I've been around the league a long time, and he likes to get his his, uh, feet planted as close sometimes to the goaltender as possible. It looked like you and him had a little bit of a run in there. Just take us through what that's like dealing with someone like him. Yeah, he's a pretty dirty player, and um, he comes after the goalie, especially me, quite a bit. Um, he elbowed me earlier this season in the jaw, and I didn't like that one. He's constantly putting a stick in my face, so I had enough. 20th win of the season for Connor Hellebuck, makes 19 saves overall his second shutout this year and 22nd of his NHL career. The 19 shots that came his way, six from Montreal in the opening period, eight in the second and five in the third. 25 shots at the other end of the ice, by the way, towards Jake Allen. Jets had five shots in the first period, didn't score. And then of the 13 shots they had in the middle period, Paul Stasny got his 12th, Nikolai Ehlers his 17th, Derek Forbord his second. Jets added seven more in the third period. Andrew Kopp's 14th of the year and Matthew Perot's 8th, able to lead Winnipeg to their 14th road victory of the season. Speaking of Matthew Perot, here he is after the game. What was going through your mind during the uh, review, and did you have any question that the goal would count? At first, I didn't even know that I even touched him. Um, I'm just coming across the, the crease, but I'm not in the crease. I'm just on top of the crease, and um, he kind of extends his arm out. Um, so I think that's just kind of what the ruling was. I'm, I'm assuming that um, you know I'm entitled to that ice. Um, and, yeah, I just screened him so he didn't see it. went in. What goes on? on the bench during a situation like that? 
You know, there's a screen at the coach's feet that we can kind of look at. I was always sitting right there. I, I took a peek at it, and right away, I didn't, I didn't think they were going to turn this this call over. I think it was it was pretty um, pretty obvious that I, I thought the goal was going to be good. So, I mean, you get maybe a little nervous, but I mean, it's just part of the game. If it's no goal and it's no goal, you just go back at it. And, and this time, it worked on our favor, and it was a good goal. Second ago, Andrew Kopp was talking about how having lots of options opens things up on the power play, and it looked like you two connected on a couple of really nice passes there. When you have that many threats, can you explain kind of how that makes things more dangerous for all of you? Yeah, I mean, we we work and talk about it every day. Um, and this is a play, we look at a video this morning from last game where we were in a similar position and, um, you know, right away I didn't make the pass because I, I, I didn't see it. So we look at the videos this time. I, I just knew it was there. So sometimes you don't even have to look because you know it's going to be there. And I just put it there and he was able to put it in. And even the other one that I spun and give it to my back end to him, that was a set play. We talked about it as well. And uh, sometimes it don't work. Tonight they were working. Matthew, uh, what stood out about Andrew Kopp's development and the way he's elevated his game this year? Every year since I've been here, he's got a little better every year. Um, he's strong on the puck. He does, he do like everything for us, literally. Um, he's great on the PK, wins face off. Um, he's turned into be a great power play guy as well. So um, he's a do everything for, for a team. And, um, you know, now he stepped up in, uh, in the top two lines twice this year, and he's done a phenomenal job there. So we're very happy to have him on our team. One goal and one assist in 12 minutes and 20 seconds for Matthew Perot. Jets have now won three consecutive games and dating back to the home game against Toronto have picked up seven out of a possible eight points in the last four contests. They'll continue the five-game road trip coming up Monday night in the nation's capital against the Ottawa Senators. Let's continue the post-game comments. Scoring is 14th of the year. Andrew Kopp after the game. What stood out about your second period uh, tonight? Obviously, you guys weren't thrilled with the, the way it went on, on Thursday in the second. I don't know. I mean, I think we just kind of stayed, like, we just played better. We were, like, we were more on it. Um, you know, we were putting pucks behind them. We, I think we had a focus, especially um, early on, of making sure we got pucks behind their D and not turn it over. We felt like once we got it behind their D, we were going to have some success, um, you know, with our cycle and with the, uh, the offensive abilities that our guys have. So we... Uh, I don't think it was it was it was too drastic, but I think it was just a mentality change, and it just led to a lot of success. And then we were able to, um, you know, put the puck in the net off a you know a broken play, power play, and then uh, Forbes with an absolute snipe. So uh, yeah, it was, we finished our chances and we're a little more direct. Uh, four game point streak for you, and 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 capped off by the that power play goal. Can you kind of walk through that goal? It looked pretty looked pretty on TV. Um, it's actually something we haven't really, uh, we haven't really connected on yet this year. I think, um, you know, with the way they, they kill that, that D man comes up on, on Nikki, uh, pretty hard just cause of how lethal his shot is. Obviously you saw in the second period. So, and we've had a lot of goals from there. So, um, kind of getting in behind that D and just kind of finding that soft spot, uh, great pass by Frenchie and, and, you know, was able to bury it. So, uh, trying to diversify our looks as much as possible, give give the other teams um, a lot to look at, and uh, you know we're we're executing pretty well right now. I wanted to ask also about the power play. You just talked about diversifying your looks. Is that one of the keys in terms of what you and I mean? It looked like you connected with Mathieu a whole bunch of times. Uh, is that one of the keys to opening things up? Yeah, I mean, I think we know what, um, you know, our shot, uh, you know, when Nikki, when Nikki gets it coming downhill is really dangerous. Um, you know, him finding Doobie is dangerous. You know, P has been 
great at walking the line and finding sh- shooting lanes. And, um, you know, Frenchie has been unbelievable in front of the net. So we've kind of had a lot of different looks. And so we're trying to continue to evolve and give teams something else to think about. So, um, yeah, like the, the pass that Frenchie gave me on the first power play that we didn't score on was was something that we had looked at and it was, was a great play. And then obviously the goal too. So um, especially when teams start to key on the, you know, the, the top three and try and, um, you know, force them higher. Yeah. There's only one guy low. So we got to take advantage of that. Just a fun one to end here. Uh, cameras caught uh, you and Nikolai having a, a hearty chuckle on the bench at the start of the third, when the official was over talking with Paul, can you share with us maybe what that was all about? I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, I think it was, it was the explanation of why there was no goal inter- goalie interference called and uh, Nikki and I, <laughs> we had a good laugh there for sure. 17 minutes and 58 seconds of work for Andrew Kopp, including his 14th of the season, picked up an assist as well. A two-point game in Winnipeg's 5-0 win over the Canadians. As we continue our post-game initiative jet stream for Breezy Bend Country Club, we'll check in with Winnipeg Jets head coach Paul Maurice after this timeout. A new golf season is just around the corner, and we invite you to join our membership waiting list at Breezy Bend Country Club, one of Winnipeg's premier private golf clubs. We offer an unparalleled combination of service and facilities for our members and guests. Discover the Breezy Bend Advantage by calling 204-889-GOLF. Evening, Paul. Uh, given some of the challenges Montreal has provided for your group, what does it mean to post a shutout against them in, in what was a pretty tidy effort after the first several minutes? Yeah, I think the um, the best part of the game was uh, for us that we we improved from our first game in here. That you know we, we had given up a fair amount off the rush, and um, and we were much much better at it. And I also we got stronger with it as the game went on. But the areas that um, we thought we needed to improve from game one, we did. Is that game the perfect example of your team generating offense the right way? I, I think we didn't do it from behind. We didn't do it uh, um, on one-off plays. I mean, they had some turnovers, obviously, that they would like back. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that we, we weren't trying to create it. We just kind of took what was there. I thought we had some pretty good chances that didn't go in for us as well. But the um, but the minds were right. I, I didn't think we forced plays offensively that caused us, which is part of part of the rush chances that we gave up last game we seem to be forcing some plays that that, that we didn't need to um we just played a pretty you know what i thought we played a pretty hard and pretty smart game here tonight paul uh, it was like deja vu the first and the second period you start the lowry line they go out really strong shift draw penalty in the first and then they do it again in the second uh, i know that doesn't show on the score sheet but just to start periods the right way with that line like that what is it does it set the tone i guess for the rest of the period Right on with a style of game that we're trying to get to a little bit more, which is closer to a playoff style of game. They get out, they get on the body a little bit, not running around smart, uh, simple plays. And they, you know, it just gets your bench feeling good right from the start. The, uh, the, um, style of play for all our lines is going to be slightly different, but there's a theme to what we're trying to do. And those guys have it dialed in. Matty Perot's been really good on that line on the left side and, and um, added a little creativity, I think, to that group in the right way, in, in the right spots on the ice. So they've been good. They've been a good place for us to lead. 
Connor Hellbuck kind of does it again, uh, shakes off a goal in the last game, comes back, posts a shutout. Um, I mean, we've asked you to kind of say nice things about him quite a bit over the last few years, but uh, what do you say about his 20th win again tonight? You know, he made some saves he made, earlier in the game. I think they had more action than later in the game. Um, and then he just looks like solid, right, to the point that you, you do – you. you uh, you get to a point in the game when he looks that way, you think there's, I don't think they're going to beat him. I mean, we're going to have to make a pretty egregious mistake here for, for him. Cause he's just square to everything. And he, he, you see some experience, right? Just the years now that he's played in the NHL, he's picked the times to play the puck, pick the times not to uh, moved it. Well, when he needed to, his rebound control was really, really good tonight. Right. And then he's just, you know, he's world-class. So when he gets into that and then the bench starts getting excited for him because we know and appreciate what he does for us. You get into that third period, nobody wants to be the guy that costs Sally a shutout. He means so much to us, so they're all, you know, we're still blocking shots in the third period, and that's a direct affection that the players have for their goalie and everything he does for them. Just moments ago, Connor Hellebuck told us that he felt that the result of the challenge was uh, appropriate. However, if the play had, had occurred outside of the crease, or if, if the play that had occurred outside the crease, inside the crease, um, it probably wouldn't have been uh, the same result. What right. were your initial thoughts on the challenge? And then again, what was the reaction given to you or the explanation therefore? So I, I didn't think that it was my interpretation because of where Maddie Perot skated, um, and the goaltender hadn't established original position and, and got skated through. Um, I wasn't particularly concerned about the outcome of that until it took as long as it did. Right. So you're, I'm feeling pretty good in the first 35, 40 seconds of that. And then as it gets longer and longer, you start to wonder, are they interpreting this differently than you do? So I had it been inside the paint for sure. But once something gets outside the paint, even if a goalie's, you know, he's got forward position with his hands, he doesn't have the right to that ice any more than a player does. Well, we've talked a lot about the, you know, evolution of Andrew Kopp, but what's it meant to see him become one of your top power play producers as well this year? Boy, that, uh, that unit might have drawn even five on four with uh, the first unit. There'll be a substantial argument tomorrow and the next day about which unit is, in fact, the first unit. Um, it's, it's a really good example. You know, when those guys got together, um, they want to make it work and they, and they like working together. So when Blake went down, you know, I think their biggest fear is that that unit would get changed. We pull Nikolai Ehlers off or we pull Andrew Kopp off because they, I mean, they are talking about it all the time on the bench, you know, and they're excited to go out there and they get to go out almost with slightly less pressure than the first unit has. They've been good. Right. And they, um, you know, it's a real good spot for Andrew. He's such a smart player. He finds a way to just position himself in just the right spot. So I'm happy for a guy that we asked to do a really heavy defensive job that that has some offense, that he gets a chance, a place in the lineup where he can show what he can do offensively. Jets head coach Paul Maurice, after a 5 nothing win in Montreal, immediately after the game, the Jets making their way to the nation's capital. They've got a day off on Sunday to watch the Masters and then, of course, get ready to resume the road trip on Monday night against the Senators. Just a few other individual numbers in Winnipeg's 25th overall victory and 14th on the road. Josh Morrissey played a game-high 23 minutes and 25 seconds. Montreal did out-hit Winnipeg 35-19, led by their captain Shea Weber, who had six 
Adam Lowry with five hits for the Jets. Lowry also one of the two best players for Winnipeg in the faceoff circle. Lowry went 8 of 12 for 67%. Andrew Kopp, though, was the best, going 7 of 9 for 78%. As a team, the Jets were able to take 57% of the faceoffs. So the Jets have played 41 games. They've got 53 points, a win-loss record of 25-13-3 after a 5-0 win over Montreal. That'll do it. That's our post-game edition of Jetstream. Thanks for joining us. A presentation of Breezy Bend Country Club.